This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 15th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. When police violate your rights, it's often difficult to hold them accountable because of a judicial doctrine known as qualified immunity. But what about when a public university official violates your free speech rights? Even in those cases, even when the violation of rights is not in dispute, qualified immunity regularly protects those officials from consequences as well. Casey Maddox is a vice president at Americans for Prosperity. We spoke last month in Chicago. Almost the entirety of the focus on qualified immunity has been on police. That's appropriate to a point because police are the people we give guns to and ask them to have often profoundly negative uh, interactions with the broader public. And so uh, one of the issues that uh, that has been raised pretty recently, I spoke with Chris Kemet uh, from the NAACP, uh, an attorney there who is uh, representing a young woman who had been strip searched multiple times by her high school's administrators looking for pot. And that obviously, if there's one thing everybody can pretty much agree on, is that that is something that should not occur. And that young people, to the extent that they are entitled to uh, agency and the protection of law, that is something that should not be allowed to occur. And and so it it's raised the issue, at least in my mind, that maybe if you want to go at this qualified immunity thing, there are a whole host of other public officials who aren't should not be entitled to it, who nonetheless are. No, that's exactly right. And so, I, you know, just a little bit of background uh, for me, I've, I think I've sued universities, public universities in about 35 states, um, or more accurately, public university officials. Um, because one of the, the realities with these, especially you know, free speech violations by uh, university officials, is that generally speaking, you can't sue the university itself. Uh, people talk about these cases as if they're, you know, against the University of Wisconsin or against, uh, you know, Virginia Tech. Um, usually, they're they're actually against uh, the board of regents and the individual board of regents and uh, the president of the university and the VP for student affairs and that kind of thing. And the it's a whole long explanation for why that's the case, but basically, uh, it's because if you want to keep your case in federal court, you have to have individuals and not the government because you can't sue the government. Uh, which is the university itself, um, uh, and demand that they pay you money. Um, uh, they have sovereign immunity, according to the Supreme Court, uh, for that. So what ends up having to happen is if you want to hold government officials accountable for these free speech violations, you've got to sue them individually. Um, and that's where qualified immunity come in, comes in. A lot of people assume, uh, because qualified immunity is talked about in the policing context, People think, well, that's this doesn't make any sense. It has nothing to do with that. That's not a, a police misconduct case. I thought this was just a police misconduct thing. The reality is it's, uh, you know, what the Supreme Court did with qualified immunity is basically create this protection uh, from, uh, you know, for violating your constitutional rights for government officials all over the country in every context. And what I like about this, that what uh, the reason I'm excited about this idea is because the Supreme Court has a fairly strong recent history with respect to the First Amendment, and universities aren't very good at protecting the First Amendment when they're supposed to, and I would like for federal courts to pick one. Continue 
to protect qualified immunity or continue to protect the First Amendment. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, look, if you told me I could do one thing to try to fix free speech on college campuses, um, the, the number one thing to fix free speech on college campuses would be to actually provide some accountability. Tell the university administrators who are violating students' First Amendment rights that if you're going to, to make those decisions uh, to say that, well, that speaker is not uh, allowed here, um, there are going to be ramifications for that. You are violating people's constitutional rights and you're going to have to pay for that. Now, that means that you need to get yourself educated and make sure you're making good decisions um, about how the Constitution applies to people, which is what we ought to expect out of government officials everywhere. But that's the number one thing to do to solve the problem, in, in my view. And it would be good to actually see courts sort of forced to that question. Now, Casey, university administrators have to make split-second <laughs> administrative decisions right. about which groups they allow to speak on campus. These are split-second decisions. And we can't just have uh, we can't strip these people of these protections that they've come to rely on when they make these decisions. We've got to give them the space to do what they need to do to get the job done. That's right. Yeah. You know, if we, if I'm, we, I'm joking, that's right. for those if who we, can't tell, I'm joking. That's right. If we eliminate qualified immunity, where are we going to find people to work in the student affairs office at the university? Right. Um, that's the, 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 uh, the, the sort of uh, approach that they take here. I mean, the, you know, that is the other thing that's good about this, this issue. Um, you know, in the policing context, you do at least have that challenge. Uh, there are situations where people are making, um, you know, uh, you know, arguably life and death decisions. And so you have that challenge with the qualified immunity conversation. Um, no decision to disinvite Ben Shapiro from speaking on a university campus uh, is a, uh, you know, as a split second decision. These are all decisions that either were or should have been made over weeks and weeks uh, of consultation. Uh, there's always plenty of opportunity. You just pick up the phone and call the general counsel's office and say, I don't like this person's viewpoint. Is it okay if I send an email to the person and tell them we will not permit you to speak here because of your views? And have general counsel tell you, no, it is a very bad idea to send that email. <laughs> I beg you not to send it. And we have some additional training we would like to offer you on how the First Amendment applies, um, because we now feel very incentivized to make sure uh, that everyone who is actually making those kinds of decisions understands what the First Amendment uh, and the rest of the Constitution means when it comes to uh, their job. So uh, what does this look like uh, when it's trotted out in public? You talked about the fact that you know, there are some pretty fundamental differences between university administrators and police. Um, but all the people who line up to say, hey, police do not deserve to be to avoid civil accountability for their rights violations uh, for members of the, the broader public. Um, how do they feel about university or even K-12 administrators having that immunity stripped away from them as well. Well, it's going to come as a, as a shock to you, uh, that, uh, people are not very principled, uh, in the way that they, they handle those two questions. So, but I'll give you an example. We, we actually, uh, have a, uh, or worked on a bill, um, uh, to try this in Wisconsin. Um, we had legislators in Wisconsin who basically were asking the question, what do we really actually do to solve this free speech? problem. We keep having these situations arise. We just tell them 
here are the rules and everybody abide by the rules. Uh, we don't want to do that. What do we actually do? And we uh, worked with them on developing a qualified immunity bill that applied specifically in the campus context, only in the campus context. Um, Republicans voted for it in Wisconsin. Uh, Democrats entirely voted against it. Uh, but the Wisconsin legislature has actually controlled both houses by Republicans. And so they actually put a bill on the governor's desk to repeal qualified immunity specific to the campus officials in Wisconsin. And the Democratic governor vetoed it um, after a number of universities uh, then came in and basically started making the arguments that are sort of the, the, the parody that you would see from police unions and everybody else saying, you know, again, it was almost like fill in the blank. But if we eliminate qualified immunity, we'll never be able to find good people to work in the, you know, scratch out police office. Um, we won't be able to find good people to work in the student affairs department uh, at the university. Um, and so, you know, it, it's uh, everyone sort of the, the script flipped. Um, but I, I think it's uh, it's a good illustration uh, of, you know, um, the fact that when when you see the problem, when you actually are concerned about the constitutional violations that are happening, everyone sort of gets the idea that, look, incentives matter. If we're actually going to get government to do the right thing, we have to actually incentivize the government officials who are on the ground making decisions. They need to be incentivized to actually get the Constitution right. Um, and everyone gets that. Uh, it's just depends on whether or not you're actually worried about that set of government officials. And, and at that point, it sort of becomes a weird uh, situation, uh, you know, in, in a world where we're we're talking about university officials, we you know, I'm imagining somebody saying, "Look, we can all agree that violating people's First Amendment rights is terrible, but we can't go so far as to hold individual individuals within the government accountable in any way, shape, or form for having done so." Yeah, that's, like yeah. that's not that's just <laughs> that is a non-starter. Yeah, that's right, and and of course, you know, with with virtually any effort here, look, if you eliminate qualified immunity for university officials, you're still going to have universities that will, uh, you know, either formally, however, they're going to work it out. They're going to pay the expenses um, for the people that are, um, you know, that are, are then liable for their actions. But somebody then is actually going to have to start counting the cost, right? Uh, do we really want to fight this ideological fight to kick this student organization off campus? Um, do we really want to do that when at the end of the day, it's actually going to cost us to do it. Um, maybe we actually, you know, uh, want to have uh, better education for, for officials so that we avoid more of these fights that are costing the university money. Yeah, it's it, the ounce of prevention here is teaching public officials what the broader public is entitled to uh, as you seek to respect their constitutional rights. That's right. I mean, even very recently, right in the news, just, uh, the last couple of days, we've seen this kid in, in, uh, Colorado who, uh, had the Gadsden flag, uh, you know, uh, patch on his backpack. And it's a, it's a classic case of you, you watch the, the high school, uh, official in this context and think like, how, how does she not know? Um, that what she's advocating for is clearly just not constitutionally okay. Um, and I, I think part of the answer is, well, what incentive would she possibly have for needing to know how the First Amendment applied and what her what the limits of her uh, her role are? Um, but if you can actually hold people accountable for those decisions, then everyone is incentivized to make sure that, you know, we actually get the law right here. That's that's what we should want. 
Casey Maddox is Senior Vice President for Legal and Judicial Strategy at Americans for Prosperity. We spoke last month in Chicago. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening.